fuck? Welcome to the homespun yak, folks. <laughs> I am really upset, and Kyle probably knows in just a just a second why I'm upset. Uh, yeah, I'm also mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, I saw that email, and I was. Uh, uh. Were you were you were you even expecting it slightly? No, not I not even neither. for a millisecond. <laughs> I wasn't either. Which is I the feel worst like part. we just got these tickets. I feel like we just got them. I know. Like just a we month did. ago. Tell the people at home what happened. So Kyle and I, if we go way back, if we go back to last, like last year, go back to nineteen ninety eight. I had moved to North Carolina, <laughs> United States. <laughs> but so so last year we we had planned to go see Rammstein, which they were coming to uh, Washington to Washington D.C. Actually, technically the field is in Maryland. Um, so going to the Washington football football teams. team. Be careful, please. <laughs> going to the Washington football team stadium where they were going to be playing. And Benny Bourbon was going to be joining us. However, that fell through because of, I don't know, some bug going around. And that then got, that got canceled completely. And then the whole tour, the whole tour got canceled. And then they rescheduled it. And they literally what, like a month ago, like you, you told me that they had redone it in, in Philly Except so instead of being at, at the, uh, the, wa- the Washington football team stadium, they're going to do it at the Philadelphia Eagles stadium. Cool, fine. So we jumped on that opportunity. It was even cheaper. The tickets were yeah. even cheaper. So that was, that was even better, um, except for the drive. But, like, I've never been to Philly, so it would have been perfect. And, yeah, like a month ago, six weeks ago, I don't know, some, some time that was relatively recent, we got these tickets. And now... I opened my phone up today at work and uh, there's this email and it says Rammstein concert and it just says rescheduled. Oh my God. My, I, I just stared at it for, I don't know, yeah. probably a good five, 10 seconds. I was like, what? What? Why? That's what I want to know. And there's, Why? And there's no reason and there's no date and there's no, reason? no confirmation of a venue change, a time, nothing. So it's being, it's being. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> they do, they do have, they, oh, I don't have my phone on me. They do, they do have a time. So it's the same date, I think, just one year from now that they've, no! that they've set it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's pushed back another year. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's exactly okay. one year from now. So August, what, 28th, 2022 now? It was yes. supposed to be 2020. <laughs> yeah. Originally. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be another year, and then it'll probably get canceled now. Um, oh, my God. They're so, going to be like 70 when we see them. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wow, <laughs> these guys are going to be, they were like, do, and then they were like, I forgot the lyrics. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm actually pulling up Rolling Stone article now. Rammstein reschedule first North American stadium tour for 2022. 
Right. So that's the situation. I was really, you know, what upsets me the most though is that there's no reason. They they didn't they didn't offer a reason, and on top of that, all my concerts have been canceled. By the way, every single one of them, or I guess I should Even say canceled or postponed. Every concert this year has been postponed or canceled. So they they rescheduled everything, and then as things are opening up like significantly, they cancel everything. That makes no fucking sense. No fucking sense. And no. and then and then I, I sent you kind of a, in a sarcastic way, uh, about like, well, I mean, if they they can't do it in this NFL stadium, well, then surely they won't have any NFL games, right? And then you you sent me an article about well, yeah, it was the wrong the stadium. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like the, the the point is that they're going to be packing these these football stadiums. Filled to full capacity. To the full capacity, but we can't have a concert. What? <laughs> what? No. Yeah, I'm looking at basically the NFL put out a thing for every team announced like what they're planning on doing, and now I'm looking at the Eagles. Today's announcement by the city of Philadelphia to lift stadium capacity limits in time for the start of the 2021 NFL season is tremendous news for the Eagles, our fans, and the community. Truly tremendous news <laughs> for Eagles fans. Like a month after this this uh, concert was supposed to happen, they're just going to have full capacity. What a joke. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... The article just doesn't even, it just says rescheduled. No yeah. reason why, nothing. Yeah, but you can imagine why. Like, why would they even set up this whole thing again just to end up rescheduling? I, I, it's just stunning to me. Like, I don't know who's in charge, but they should be chopped up. Fuck them. <laughs> like, fuck them, seriously. Like, what the hell? I know, yeah. And it's, just, just, to, just to be like, oh, yeah. And, not to, and to not know that it was going to be canceled like it's only been a month like you exactly. said exactly what and the hell changed in a month yeah all exactly. things have only improved that's the thing that's what gets me none of this makes sense because like it's probably so, Ticketmaster or something i don't know i don't know this more like this morning i was listening to npr and they were like yeah eight states are now at the mandatory 70 percent uh vaccine like point which is essentially like herd immunity that's the idea if you have 70 percent vaccination and like all they were all north northeastern states and for some reason we can't we can't (laughs) go where we're going yeah we can't go we can't go to philly apparently i I, I don't get still going yeah and again (laughs) and on top of that too it's just like we've got so many months until this concert what like I don't understand why yeah. why can't we get over three months go- away? There's definitely going to be some more vaccinations between now and then. I just yeah. and the numbers as far as I haven't kept up with the COVID numbers. Full disclosure, so I don't know if they've increased or not, but I can't imagine that they have. So I just don't understand. No. None of it makes sense, and I am bitching about it, and I am just. I'm livid because I'm going to have to wait two over two years to see. I know we were supposed to be thirty when we saw them. Now we will be thirty two. Forty. <laughs> yeah, now we'll be forty eight, and they will literally be coming out in canes and walkers. 
<laughs> it really it sucks. Will. It just yeah. really blows. Yeah. Like I bought the plane ticket, everything. Oh my already. god! Can you get? <laughs> so what's gonna happen with that then? Do you know? I mean, you're I don't still know. welcome to I, come I guess up it, here. Yeah. We, can, we can still have a blast, but yeah. I, I mean, I'm just gonna come. I don't care. I already took work off. Like, let's do it. We just yeah. made plans on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is none of you, your guys' business. <laughs> I'm looking at Rammstein's Twitter. I don't know if they even have a Twitter. They don't. <laughs> they don't? Okay. So, there you go. Yeah. So, anyway, that Parkway Drive got canceled. Hate Breed, Fit for a King, everyone, literally everyone canceled. They all rescheduled, by the way. They all rescheduled, and then they all rescheduled again. Uh they made like this big announcement. They're like, yeah, it was like several months ago. Everybody was like, yeah, we're doing it this year, 2021. And everything seems to be improving. Like, I don't know what they, what threshold we have to hit. 100% vaccination where nobody ever gets sick. A utopian world before we can have these concerts. I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah, they, they said on their website, Due to the expected ongoing event bans and restrictions related to COVID-19, we unfortunately are forced to postpone the stadium tour again. So I imagine some of these stadiums would not allow full capacity, and it's like... Yep, so they canceled the, the whole thing. So, so they just canceled the whole thing because yeah. they, that video that I sent you... Oh, which basically yeah. takes a whole week to set up yes. the thing and the yeah. cost involved is like you know if we're gonna if we're gonna fill all these stadiums to capacity like we're not gonna do it if we can't do that right. just because you're scared of getting COVID. i mean I, I don't know yeah but now now i'm just gonna i'm honing in on all the liberal states just to figure out which oh, state, California, which state probably caused this cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> and if they go to California, that's certainly definitely not Florida. One of them. Certainly not Texas. None of the southern ones. I no. can say that much. It's probably not, not, not Philly Georgia. either. Probably not Philly. No. no. So I don't. I don't know. I mean, there really wasn't any in the South. There was one in Mexico. Um, I think Mexico City hmm. was supposed to do one. But Mexico uh, City, yeah. Um, and then like uh, Montreal, but those are like the only ones outside of. Yeah, but it makes sense. Like I, 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 like, if even like two stadiums probably were like, oh, we can't do it anymore. Probably the 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 amount of money that they were gonna make was just gonna plummet because you gotta think like let's say thirty thousand forty thousand people go to this stuff and they pay a hundred dollars a pop which is con very conservative. Um, then I mean they're losing tons and tons of money. I don't even want to do the math. Four yeah. million dollars on that per like per stadium. I know. Yeah, they're like. We have the ability to sell out stadiums, and if we're not able to do it at capacity like we initially planned, then we're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, Montreal, Minneapolis, that could be one. Philly, Chicago, that's definitely one. 
because the mayor there is an absolute lunatic. Oh yes, I've I I <laughs> a a massive hypocrite, massive yeah. hypocrite. She, she she's just like Nancy Pelosi. With the whole hairdressing oh thing, you remember yeah. that? Like, I mean, I yeah. know you remember the Nancy Pelosi thing, but like the, the, uh, the mayor was just Lori like, Lightfoot. Yeah, just like telling people what to do, and then she got her own like personal uh, barber to to come in and just like, yeah, do do her hair just and get everything. your own personal person and then, to come and then in, took a gosh, picture with this person and then posted. Yeah. <laughs> Complete moron. Oh, Complete man. fool. These these mayors think they have so much power, but um, Chicago, New York City, the Giants Stadium, uh, then the Patriots Stadium in Boston, San Antonio, L.A., L.A., and then Mexico City. I think probably Chicago, maybe New York, even though they're definitely opening up a lot. Yeah. And uh, because de Blasio is kind of a moron. Um, oh, you see his yeah. inner. No, <laughs> one of my friends, Al, one of my friends, I'm not going to mention his name. One of my friends sent me a, a clip of Bellasio just eating a, a, a burger or something. And he's just like in the news conference and he's just like, man, this is a great burger. And just talking about this like hamburger. And like, Everybody's so confused. Everybody's so. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, don't you wish that you could have this or something along this along those lines? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like the the coronavirus enabled everybody to like now know who these mayors of these cities yeah, are yeah, in yeah. such an yeah. intimate way, and it's like yeah. they just thought they were the president or something equivalent, like during the the whole thing. But the best clip was like. <laughs> was de blasio it, it was like outside in like february in new york city and there was like all these broadway dancers like doing stuff outside and it's like two degrees and he's like he's like new york is back we are back the arts are here to stay we have like four people <laughs> yeah, like watching like what is happening here <laughs> Like, New York is back. Was, Support the arts. It like was so dude, pitiful. You are so bad. So delusional. It totally like it to me it looked like a like a like a carcass being picked apart. Like it looks so bad. Oh it's, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well yeah, we'll stand outside and, and pay to watch people just flash dance in the middle of the street yeah. like in, in freezing cold weather of course we will it's a it's the equivalent of going to see phantom of the opera you know like in, in inside the actual uh arena or wherever you, whatever you want to call it but yeah theater yeah, yeah theater <laughs> yeah broadway I, i'm i don't even know if that's back or not but i imagine it will be soon that just I think took so. a massive hit. I think in Baltimore they're uh, they're just starting back up. I think soon, or maybe they already have. I don't know about the whole um, like theater pieces and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get that um, role in Newsies that you auditioned for? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I never got a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Paperboy three. <laughs> <laughs> they just couldn't recognize talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no 6'6 six, six paper boys. 
I also didn't think I was light enough on my feet. Yeah, well, you know, maybe you'll try again. <laughs> I probably will, yeah. Yeah. Didn't we act once in seventh grade? <laughs> Dude, we acted many times. I don't <laughs> I don't remember all the different times we've acted, but we've definitely uh uh arsenic and old lace i feel like we uh, acted in that i don't i don't you think i was class? i don't think i was in that. no <laughs> okay. but I, I went and saw the performance oh it's it moved me yeah truly I mean, as a seventh grader <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> fantastic i played jonathan the uh, evil brother I oh, oh okay well that's fitting yeah. On multiple fronts. Multiple, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a murderous psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I All I remember the acting-wise was um, was for, like, French class or German oh, class as yeah. well, where we had to go do those performances at the German day and stuff like that. Yep. Um, uh, sing, oh, chance is easy. <laughs> and then we, like, won... First place, I or know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I still put down my You're CV. Like, what? <laughs> like the the person French interviewing day. me asked, like it's like going over my CV. I just like lean over. I'm oh, just wow. like, I just want to point this out right here. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't ask about this. Uh, French Day, two thousand three. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing the math in their head like how old was this dude then? my first and only major accomplishment <laughs> yes um so oh one more um we did we a, wrote we, a play did we write a that. play oh yeah we did that's true that's and then true. other people sang the champs Elysees. yeah the uh what would I call them? Degenerates of Grubs. the class. <laughs> <laughs> that, and then um, we, this was a failed attempt by us, because I remember I was really mad about this, and admittedly I shouldn't have been, because my mom was completely right. Um, we were supposed to do like a German skit, remember? And it was Eddie, oh, yeah. you, me, and maybe like one or two other people. We were a Rammstein. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um yeah i remember ian drawn and maybe one other yes. guy from like a, the ninth grade at right. the time yeah yeah um we were in it and uh i don't know what happened i remember like oh, okay <laughs> we, i remember we, exactly what okay. happened. like we we went through the <laughs> we, whole thing and like each one of us was like a different person on Lamstein, and we recorded it and like we were playing like the music and all that stuff in the auditorium or whatever you want to call that. And then, um, but it turned out we, we were just like acting the song, but we weren't actually, we were supposed to have like dialogue, like actual, like uh. have like a conversation and stuff. So we like brought it to my mom who, for anybody who's not familiar, we're not just like randomly doing this for my mom. Yeah, we were at home practicing. <laughs> he dressed up in his dad's clothes. <laughs> she was the uh, German teacher at the time. And uh, and then like we brought it to her and she was like, okay, I mean, it's great, but you're going to fail because 
you didn't have any dialogue. You didn't do what the assignment was. So then we, mm. we got, so then we had to go back and we ended up having like a, like an interview piece at the beginning or something like that, that like qualified as dialogue. Oh man. Good times. It was. On a separate note though, I did send this to, or no, maybe no, I just, I just mentioned it and you'd already seen it. Joe Biden's comments as he's oh in that God. truck. <laughs> you want to explain I mean, what happened with he, that? He was he was at Ford, and I'm guessing he was it was Michigan. Probably. I don't know. I think that's where Ford's based, but yeah, sounds um, about right. But he's driving that new electric F-150. That's going to come out soon. And, you know, of course, all the press were out there and cheering him on as he drove a car because it's so difficult. But he pulled up to the press and, you know, this is in the height of the recent Israeli-Palestine conflict, the fighting. And someone was like, are you, Joe, like, what are you, you know, what do you have to say today about Israel? Like, are you, you know, when's, when are you going to like meet with them and try to do some sort of ceasefire. Like what's going on basically. And he's like, he's like, I'll tell you that you got to get in front of this car as I floor it. And they're like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I'm just kidding. And then he just floors, <laughs> he floors it. Yeah. Dude, and they like cheer for him and stuff. It's just so dumb. You could you can see how somebody like Donald Trump would get in that position and be like, everyone loves me, you know, because like the at least anybody that's in close vicinity, because the way the reporters were talking to good old Joey boy, they were they were just so <laughs> like, like, hey, uh, uh, so uh, Mr. Pre Mr. President, uh, like they, they just get so nervous. It's like. I don't know. I feel like I get in that job for about a week. And for sure, for the first few days, I'd be kind of awestruck. But after that, I'd be like, God, who you cares? have to it's be, just you a, have to just like dude. straight up ask. Yeah. yeah you got to exactly. be assertive and ask. Yeah. But they are like his cheerleading squad. Like it was so oh, yeah. weird. Yeah. Strange. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> he drove off. Yeah. He put his foot down a little Yay. bit more on the gas pedal or on the electric pedal. Oh, God. And then he, and then like on the way back, he fell asleep on, at the wheel, and they had to like <laughs> cut the camera. But, um, but just to, you know, you just have to imagine if Trump said that comment, oh, it would be all would be over all the, head, over the headlines. Him. Yeah, yeah. Misogynist, <laughs> racist. Donald Trump. Turns out it was a black woman who asked him, "Is oh. Donald Trump racist?" We ask his his janitor from 1979 that worked at the building on E. Exactly. I remember one time he didn't say good morning to me. Yeah. Politics. It really is a clown show. Yep. It is. I... Uh, I, I don't know if you saw this Netflix documentary um, on David Berkowitz, the son of Sam. No. Uh, basically, he was a guy who was arrested and, you know, sent to jail for life 
in New York City for the murder of, I think, like six to eight people over the span of like a one year in New York City, like terrorized the city. Basically, people were scared to go out because it was just random. Like it would be in Brooklyn. It would be in Queens. It would be in Yonkers. Yonkers. Um, (laughs) It would be, you know, it would be in all over the place, things would happen. And, uh, basically, um, he would write letters to the police. Like I am son of Sam and like, you know, cryptic letters that didn't really make any sense and like bad spelling. And so it just became like this blown up thing during the seventies in New York city, which was already falling apart. The city was, and, um, when they finally caught this guy, um, this reporter, um, well, this investigative journalist was looking a lot more deeper into it and was like, this doesn't really check out, you know, that because he was here when one of these murders took place, yet he's taking credit for all of the murders. And then they kind of go deeper into it where they find it was like this cult, uh, this like satanic cult that would meet in like this random park underground in New York city and like do crazy rituals and like dog wow. sacrifice and like wild well, now initiation they went too far. with 16 people. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, that's concerning, but a dog sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. You have my, now you draw the line. <laughs> draw yeah. The line. And, um, yeah, he linked it all the way to like this re- new religion that was starting in England. That was like just purely about chaos and like satanic, elements to it and um they're like this could go this could go really deep this could go and this guy like kind of went nuts like kind of at the end because he was just like you know nobody believes me like that it's all these people are connected and eventually the guy david berkowitz the son of sam who was in jail Mm -hmm. like admitted like yeah i wasn't the only one in it it was a lot deeper than this but you know, I guess ultimately we'll never know who the other people were that Damn. did the killings. But like they say it like is connected to Charles Manson in a way like out in California. And it just goes worldwide with like trafficking and all this kind of stuff. But it was it was an interesting documentary because I'd heard of the son of Sam, but I was not familiar with what exactly went down. How do you get groups of people like that together too? Like, how do you how do you like get involved in something like that? I'm not asking for myself, but I'm asking like in <laughs> in a situation like that. Like, how do you probe that question? So, like, hey, so you you cool with like you want to well, kill think Lisa just, over there? Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it became. It was just like outcast kids who were like, you know, not picked maybe, for softball. Yeah, just like preyed upon or they were loners and like, like, hey, you want to just like join this group? And at the beginning, it was just like. Go kill a dog. You know, just a just a yeah, it was. Yeah. And then it grew to more serious and sinister things as like higher up people got involved and 
took advantage of kids that had nothing going on, basically. You imagine and being, could be I mean, manipulated. Those people are still alive. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, know, so they know what they did. Like they know yeah. that they killed. And and a lot of the people that like they were dr- connecting the dots to uh, around that area at that time, like had gone missing when David Berkowitz was captured, like and people were putting together and they're like, oh, let's like ask these guys some questions. And they're like, oh, he skipped town like a week ago. And then he turns up murdered in like North Dakota. And then like his brother is murdered or like gets into like this car accident. He's by himself driving on a highway and like runs directly into a wall at like 90, 98 miles an hour, you know, just like, checks out yeah checks out <laughs> so as people like got closer to these individuals who were almost certainly involved in in some way they kept dying or if one person was like hey i have information and like i'll be willing to talk they were killed or like they somehow miraculously died and so you could never really get close the closer you got like more people died so it was like if you ratted on anybody, Satan. then it was game over. Yeah, Satan would get you. Pretty much. That's why you don't listen to heavy metal music, kids. Nope. And maybe it's a blessing in disguise that this concert was canceled. Oh us, yeah! You know? Wow, that went maybe full that's circle. The Lord. Yeah. Went full circle. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Now that. You put it in that light. I, <laughs> maybe I should just focus on uh, reestablishing myself Under for the school. Paper Boy Three. <laughs> focus on Newsies. that. <laughs> West Side Story. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If you put as much energy into that as you do satanic rock music, <laughs> rock and roll music, rock and roll, <laughs> then maybe you could be of some service to society. <laughs> And to yourself. Instead of being a bum like I mean, you I are. mean, find meaning here, Nick. Find meaning with your life. Be responsible for once. Have you even made your bed yet, for Christ's sake? <laughs> Bloody heck. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I got a little further in that book. Um, oh. I got through chapter six. I very good through that so i'm on <laughs> chapter seven now i did write some notes down but they're on my phone um i forget what chapter six was really about but uh yeah i don't know no I don't, worries i don't remember it's fine it's I don't a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a sl- actually let me look up the the title because I, I do i think uh uh beyond order rules here we go okay abandon ideology that's it Mm. okay yeah so he was talking about how you should abandon the idea of um having a monolith in terms of your understanding of the world like having a single variable be the explanation for everything 
because that ends up be, becoming an, ide, an ideology. And then you just start like associating everything according to this, this plan, this, this one variable. Um, a good example of this, which is something that he mentions briefly, is like the patriarchy. The only reason <clears throat> why people struggle is because of the patriarchy. Mm. Like if you start relating, you link everything in your life to, oh, well, it's because of the patriarchy, then you never end up, one, taking accountability for yourself. And yep. two, you make it, excuses. Yeah, you make excuses. And then you're looking outward. You're looking at other people's dirt and you're not looking inward at your own dirt. And another thing before I forget is he also mentions that um, you shouldn't be so focused on the big uh, ideas like patriarchy. It's just kind of a general term, mm -hmm. right? Patriarchy. But he says that you should focus far more on the small things that you can actually actionably change because that actually gives you a plan of like, this is what I'm going to do from now on, or this is how I'm going to try to enact this change in this injustice that I see. And so it's, it's far more on a individual level than excuse me corona um so and i i, I do agree like uh, you got people that are just like screaming about all kinds of stuff um but it's just kind of generally like oh you know i don't know a cab all cops are bastards like for example just as one example you know it's just like throw that out there and then what <laughs> what's after that you just see a cop yeah. and you're like hey fuck you and then what what yeah. happens after does, that yeah right how does so, that improve your life yeah how does it improve your life and if you truly believe that like fine like fine i obviously disagree but fine but what are you going to do are you going to actually go out and try to mobilize or try to volunteer in a certain way that's going to like are you going to patrol your neighborhood mm -hmm. for x amount mm -hmm. of time throughout the day like are you going to volunteer for that you know like some sort of robin hood figure yeah yeah exactly like that kind of stuff um oh and then on that topic on npr actually this morning they were talking about how minnesota you know how Minis the i think it was minneapolis the council or whatever had said that they wanted to uh defund the police and all that they were like standing by the sign and saying like we're going to defund the police and this was a year ago after yeah. the whole George Floyd thing. And apparently that didn't happen. But now oh. they, uh, they're they trying to pass this resolution, which is going to go to table in, in fall. I don't know why it takes so long, but that's politics for you. So, and this resolution is to essentially move some money from, not actually from the police. So the police actually got like seven million more dollars or something like that. They got a lot more money. So it they they completely did not defund the police. But on top of that, they, they're gonna be uh paying more money into like paying for homeless shelters and paying for like volunteer services and stuff like that. And I was thinking in my head, I was trying to make the connection between that and what I heard on Joe Rogan, which I think we talked about, where the amount of money that, for example, like Los Angeles has put into their homeless population problem is in the billions of dollars, mm -hmm. billions of dollars. And the and homeless the problem, problem in the it's, country. it's the biggest problem. So so clearly throwing more money at this, whatever the issue is, is not the issue. You know, it's 
that's not the problem. I just find that stuff like really funny. It, so that's why like going back to the Jordan Peterson thing, I think that as an individual seeing a problem and saying, I want to fix that, I'm going to fix that. And actually actively trying to fix that in your small bubble or what you can yeah. manage is far more beneficial than just saying, fuck the patriarchy or ACAB or, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter, like, like doing something for Black Lives Matter, for example, like if, you know, yeah. it's just being actionable. I think, I think yeah. that was, that was, that was a good point on his part. Of course, he went into Especially about a thousand now. stories. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just went into a thousand stories and I, I really had to focus. I, I sat at I the know. park for two hours and I just sat there and just, I, I was, it was in audiobook form. So I was just listening. Mm. I was listening really intently. And does he read it? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he reads it. Yeah. He does a good job. Good. Yeah, that's I mean, when you make these massive generalizations, these large far fetched claims about something, you know, typically, they don't have a solution or the solution is just so broad and generalized that it really provides no, no real answers. I mean, they, you know, people saw this guy, you know, kneel on George Floyd's neck and said all cops are bad and then what what can we do about it don't give them any, any more money or basically abolish the police so it's definitely easy to you know look at that situation and you know obviously you want to re-examine what the hell is going on in the police forces and sure you know you want to be a little bit more specific you know start with that individual then start with that that police force in Minneapolis look at what they're doing wrong look at what maybe other police forces in more urban neighborhoods are doing right talk to talk to the community talk to them what kind of training are they doing you know is it the training intense enough is it you know does it involve actually community outreach and just establishing good relationships with people before you know you start patrolling areas i mean there's so many different moving pieces to that whole scene that i don't even want to claim to know what would be the best start but yeah when people just start making broad sweeping generalizations with no history or experience within that particular field um, they just want to play you know keyboard judge um, based on purely based on emotions that are occurring in their body then yeah I don't know I don't know how you combat that especially in today's age where you can get so much traction and so much uh, volatility and so much reaction just off of Twitter something so easy as just typing something out and then I don't have to back that up. I don't have to do anything, do any work, provide any evidence. It's now out there forever. And it's going to sway certain people. It might not all people, but it's just, uh, yeah, people need to, I wish people did a better job of like really thinking before they spoke. But that's a lot to ask. Yeah, which is which is funny, right? 
Just that simple ask. They don't have to just move. Think. They don't have to do anything. Just think. Yeah. And then uh, talk. Yeah. And then talk. I, he, he sort of addresses it because he talks about how he thinks that people are, people just jump on these bandwagons essentially. And then once it gets filled up, they just try to find something else that's kind of new and exciting. And then they jump on that and just start yelling about that. And then it's just mm -hmm. a continuous cycle of that. And these They're people don't actually looking. get anything done. Yeah, but they don't get anything done. They just focus on yeah. who can we cancel next because they're just... Yeah, it's the like, next rush. Yeah, exactly. The, the next, next hit rush. of dopamine. Next hit, hit of cancel heroin. Exactly. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner equates Silicon Valley to Soviet Union in bid to oust <laughs> California Governor Gavin Newsom. <laughs> <laughs> well that's accurate <laughs> yeah in 1976 i took on the soviet union and won i will take on big tech's woke cancel culture and win for all of california and america time has come to stop silencing our voices she's running as liberal right we did establish uh, that, no, right? No, no, no. Conservative. Uh, Republican, yeah. Republican. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was that was the thing. That was the thing that blew my mind. <laughs> she's a traditional woman. I don't know what, what's, what's the problem. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she's also gotten a lot of pushback for her transgender stance. The, right. The recent yeah. thing, right, that she mentioned, she doesn't think that... Uh, trans men right no should, trans women should be participating in sports right or against, maybe just trans people in general but yeah against cis against, against cis women bio but what <laughs> we're trying to dare say biological <laughs> we're trying to figure this out well technically yeah. the chromosomes are different so i'm going with biological <gasps> You can add us at uh, Instagram <laughs> at homespunyak. Kyle's in charge of All most of that, so yeah. <laughs> so I'll just fun. let him handle it. I'll just and I'll YouTube. just start fires and YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just start fires and <laughs> just just yeah, yeah. add us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is it is I guess surprising her stance based on you know yeah, her right. being it a is. trans woman herself, right? And she's like, I'm. She and she's dating women, so she's okay. I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah, so she is. <laughs> would she be a lesbian? I think would so. Would she be a straight? I think she would be biologically a lesbian. straight. <clears throat> lesbian. <laughs> oh God! You just complicated it. Biologically <laughs> straight, lesbian. I think she's just a lesbian. I think that's yeah. that's the proper. Let's go with that. I mean, that's someone fine. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I think it's just lesbian then. Okay. But yeah, basically saying you know, if you were once a man, biologically, and you then decide to become a woman, you should not be able to compete in sports against biological women. Right. Which I agree with. I agree as well, actually, really strongly, because um, it's something I'm actually educated in. 
But I, <laughs> someone, someone posted, a friend of mine actually posted this thing on Instagram on their stories. And it was on this very topic. And it was by an organization that, that quoted two or three doctors saying that trans women are identical, like physically, to uh, cis women. And therefore, there should be no restrictions on their competition, their ability to compete. Mm. And I... They should be stripped of their doctorates or whatever it is. Well, one, I mean, the the quote-unquote experts were... One of them I distinctly remember was a pediatrician. And I was just like, what the... (laughs) Dude, when we're talking about qualifications, like why why are we listening to a pediatrician about women's issues specifically? I mean, not of course I'm not a woman either, but like I'm a generalist, so I, I like get educated in all kinds of different <laughs> right. things. So, but it's just, and I also have my master's in exercise physiology, so I, no, I do no understand. research to back it up. Just said it. Yeah, yeah, and this organization, which was like I think like a maybe pro-trans organization, something along those lines, they were like, "See, you know, it was all very nicely made. You know, it looked very aesthetic. The this like little infographic of like, you know, experts say, and it's like, which ex like who what which experts are you talking to? Because like you could you can literally just throw a rock and hit another expert, and they will say completely the opposite." thing like most of them 98 percent of experts will say the exact opposite Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. as long as they're not cornered into this situation where they're like you say what we want you to say or we'll cancel you too you know as long as they don't have that fear they will definitely say that uh a there's there's innate differences that we cannot ignore i will not back down from this i will not no, and I, I don't understand what the problem is in even saying that or even it's just fact. showing the science behind it's just that. Fact. Yeah, there's no, this is, there's no controversy about that at all. Exactly. That's the most non-controversial statement we've said this evening. And Yes, and on top of that, like, you have examples. You have, I mean, I know people don't, like, people like to rely on anecdotes when, I don't know, for, for all kinds of stuff. Like in, in that same thing, they had said that nobody, no, there was no evidence that high school, on a high school or collegiate level, that trans athletes out, like consistently outperform cis uh, women. And I was just like, I literally just typed into Google because I distinctly remember several examples. I just typed into Google, like trans athlete, uh, beats women or something like like something really general and like several articles just popped up immediately like of of trans women not just beating but literally the first competition she not only won she broke the state record (laughs) unbelievable i mean who who are these people like they're just making things up because they just want want something and that's where i get really bothered and i will i will burn myself to to to, (laughs) prove this point to to prove like to stick to science i just i can't have that i can't have that i support all trans rights in every way but i'm not going to start saying just buffoonery just stuff that that people want me to say just because it's it makes people feel better 
Yeah. Like I need science to be science. I'm going to keep saying it. God, it gets me so fucking amped up. Yeah, you can't fictionalize me. science. You just no. can't do it. That is and a really a people... slippery road. That is an av- avalanche. Yeah, because once you start making those claims, then you can justify anything within that world that exactly. you want to justify. Exactly. Like keeping trans women playing again, or fighting against or competing against or weightlifting, fighting, like basketball. I mean, the list goes on and on of sports where men have a just a just a better physical advantage than women i mean you 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 put the brooklyn nets against like the whatever the philadelphia lynx whatever it is the wnba equivalent i mean it's it is a blowout i mean they could stop playing offense after the first quarter and it would be over you know what i mean yeah and not that those women aren't good. It's just, you know, you got people like Kevin Durant. He's like 6'11", can shoot threes, can run up and down the court, dunk on people. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. It just seems common sense to me. Or in MMA, there's a great example, and I forgot I forgot the name of the person, but uh, she competed fallon fox is it fallon fox i didn't want to say because i wasn't sure but fallon fox like defeated one woman didn't just defeat her it was like in the first round she literally cracked her skull open Mm -hmm. i mean i i i feel (laughs) like i feel like if people want to throw stuff at me of like oh you're being transphobic or whatnot I need to throw back at them. Like, do you literally want to harm women? Like, do you, do you, do you right. genuinely want to kill women? Because, because in that example, which is of course an extreme example, like cis identifying cis women competing against trans women in that scenario after one year of hormone therapy and you have examples of these trans women just shattering a person's skull, which doesn't happen normally. Like no, we can't, we can't no. just have a, a like just close our eyes and just stuff our ears. La 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 la. You know, like we can't do that. Like this person might have died. Probably has long-term health consequences as a result because of that. It's just. I don't understand the need to compete against a different gender. I don't get that. Like we each have our own, like they, men have their own category. Women have their own category. Why, why the, why the urge to just be like, we should all play together. I don't get that. (laughs) But you know, you realize like also if that were to be the case, let's say you put everything mixed together the rules would end up changing. We would reduce the comp, like find some way of like, like making equity in, in, in competition. A hundred percent. Women get a a 50 yard head start in their race. (laughs) Like, you know, like that kind of stuff. And somehow like, I I know, I mean, I I imagine really competitive women would be like, no, fuck that. Like, I I want to start and I want to beat men. And I'm sure they would like in certain, certain women are just like, like, like CrossFit, incredible. I, I think about like CrossFit women, like, yeah, you know, when they do the CrossFit games, like 
They would just destroy me in all of those things. They'd destroy and probably me. Probably some of some of the guys that are competing in Absolutely. the CrossFit Games. Absolutely. Certain activities, I'm sure they would destroy. Yep. And I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just like I don't know. There, there, there's definitely women that have that are hyper competitive and really good at what they do yeah. and physically elite and they would defeat any average man. But then you of course take the extreme of like a, a, a physically elite man. And of course there's going to be a discrepancy no matter how you slice it. However, it's <sighs> fuck. I hate when my brain does this. Now I just, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. That's I was going to go, doing. I was going to go somewhere with that. Women, Competing, uh, CrossFit, talked about MMA. Oh, it's not going to come back to me, I don't think. Well, I found uh, an article about Fallon Fox and talking about OutSports, a sports news website that focuses on LGBT issues in sports, named Fox the bravest athlete in history in a recent article <laughs> yeah okay and it's just like what are we doing that's, that's like fine. that's that's just like uh when espn at the espies you know i can't remember what award like woman of the year woman or something year. like yeah, yeah to caitlin jenner yep woman of the year was a woman for all of three months at that point but woman of the year. Yeah. There's women in there who were women their whole lives in, in sports and some battled cancer, whatever it was. Some, you know, won, you know, golf majors or won the World Cup maybe that year or something like that. Nah. I give it to Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woman Just... of the year. That is nuts to me. Yeah, yeah. I remember just when you when you kind of lose your mind as a I don't know, as a as an organization when you do that kind of shit. ESPN I've absolutely been a vocal critic of for for years now. I I hate the I hate that company with a passion. Yeah. I think they're trash, but I think so on. too to be honest. And I I don't even have like any strong feelings. I just like when I listen or watch any of their stuff, it's just very second rate. It's just, oh it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's goofy. people screaming, it's goofy. That's yeah, what it is. It's, it's, it's really people goofy. screaming. It's people who can. Let's see. It's people who are screaming. Um, it's people who are very woke. It's people who maybe don't have the best grasp of the English language, but were born here. And it's people who. <laughs> <laughs> who just give like generic takes in general and it's yeah. all flashy and like is it is this about sports what is this about why am i tuning in to hear you talk about like this event and society i don't give a shit about your take you're a sports journalist let's hear about sports oh wait you don't have an original take on that either because you're a tool <laughs> you are a puppet robot fuckhead and i hate espn and that's why barstool sports is doing so well that's why pat mcafee show is doing so well these independent sports shows mm -hmm. that operate they're their own bosses you know they rely on subscriptions 
from people and they're not afraid to give their take about anything involved in sports. It's not this generic cookie cutter bullshit. Yep. So ESPN just, uh, yeah, they're just way too corporate and just way too up their own ass. They've got an agenda and you know, that's fine. It's clearly not working for them because they're losing a lot of revenue and viewers. So to hell with them. There we have it, folks. <laughs> Don't watch ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've distanced myself from all their all their shows as well. Um, but to I, I remember what I was going to say. Do you remember the by any chance the name of the woman that had that's a a track athlete, and she has really high testosterone for a woman. And oh, they yeah. were going to ask her to, or I don't know what happened with that, but they were going to ask her to take testosterone blockers or something like that to like lower her testosterone. I can't remember her name, but I think she was like a Jamaican sprinter. Something or, like that. Yeah. yeah I don't but know. she was phenomenal. But like, that's an example of like a person who, is just genetically born to just be fantastic at this thing and just and is unbelievable at what she does and we're trying to like diminish her like it's such a fucked up narrative like it's so weird we we live in this like weird world like it's like that Ultimately, it just comes down to like we're 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 focusing so much on a minority of a population, which I do think that we do need to focus on trans people in sports and figure out a way to have them be able to have competition in a fair manner. But on the other hand, I can I, which sounds weird, but I as a as a scientist, not even as a man, just as a scientist, I think that we also have to protect women from being exposed to really detrimental societal like we're you know woketivism where we end up mm -hmm. causing all these issues and i think <clears throat> on, on the flip side like hurting women like this this one woman this one uh, track athlete like she's so good at what she does and instead of celebrating that we end up trying to like what's the castrate her almost like like try to mm -hmm. remove the 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 it's a genetic gift she has a, a little bit i mean it's not like man level of testosterone it's just a little bit higher than than what most women would have and the organizations are like okay well this is the cutoff point for testosterone it's like but my point being like just like i was saying earlier we would end up changing the competition rules if we mixed men and women together because right. we we just we want to make it fair we, we it's not even fairness it's we want to make it equitable we want to make it so that everybody has a chance at equal outcome and that's that's the shittiest part the equal outcome part instead yeah. of celebrating the people that are just damn they're just better they're just better right no matter right. what they are just better like and that's okay people yeah. are going to be better like think about the world in general like it's it just makes sense. Like if you go up to an MMA fighter and try to start a fight with an MMA fighter, we're well, gonna be like, okay, but you gotta have your hands like yeah, one of yeah. your hands has to be behind your back because this is not equitable. <laughs> it's yeah. like the, the the point is like the world is never going to be equitable. 
like in society trying to force that on us leads us to far less competition it it devoids us of competition and it leads to this this pseudo like squishy world where where we're just like yeah everybody wins you know and it's just such bullshit oh man it really is i mean you think about the greatest athletes and like you know the the legends around like bo jackson and Deion sanders and michael jordan and larry bird like the mystique and like the stories around that and it's and like cheryl uh what's her name uh the oh the, yeah cheryl miller cheryl miller thank you yeah yeah like one scored of the scored 100 points exactly in a game. exactly and uh yeah just just the freak athletes and then the legendary you know performers aren't there because you know someone gave them that they took it because they they were just better than people around them physically and mentally and some you know had gifts and and worked on those gifts and had it maybe a little bit of an advantage but some didn't and some just worked harder than people so it encourages a lot of positive things when you all you know it's one thing to start on an equal level but you know not everybody's going to finish on an equal level and we don't we it's no one's business to guarantee that that happens no one has the right to do that because that's ultimately going to make people suffer and weaker in the long run absolutely and that's what we don't want yeah and physically castrating someone because they are just destroying the competition is just the weirdest reaction it's just yeah. so weird yeah she wasn't cheating in any way nope she was just better You'd think yep. that like you'd think that a society would be like, look at this woman that can like that is a total badass mm -hmm. and could could defeat like most men on the planet. And it's just like this anomaly <clears throat> that's like a genetic gift. And of course, has worked tirelessly. I'm sure right. I'm sure she works tirelessly oh, yeah. at what she does as well. It, it's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah it's it's insane but it, but in the meantime but, we'll also ignore the people that are just just literally almost killing women in, right. in the mma ring we'll, we'll just ignore that discrepancy well we'll label them brave yeah exactly we'll label them brave so and brave the other thing you can ever do is is become a woman and then fight against women yeah. or like play like you you've been playing a sport as a dude till you're i don't know 25 let's say, and then you're like, I've been a woman my whole life and I'm going to transition into a woman. That's fine. You can yep. do that. That's great. But then to be like, now I can play against women and maybe secretly that was my intention the whole time. Or it's just, I love playing this sport and now I can go pro because I couldn't go pro as a man because it wasn't that good. But now I can go pro as a woman. And like, if you dare say anything against it, like, you're transphobic. You know, you're a bigot, a transphobe, and all this stuff. We're not, again, we're going to say that without thinking about the situation. It's people say, talking before they think, and people just need to get educated on a lot of things before they start spouting off bullshit about, you know, trans athletes and, you know, when and when you can't give hormone blockers to, like, a baby and shit like that. I mean, that's when you've truly lost your mind 
but that's maybe another conversation for another day. But it reminds me of a South Park episode, <laughs> <laughs> as many things in life Naturally. do, where there is this like ultra woke couple, right? And it's it's PC principal, and then and then there's uh, his wife now who he, who is a teacher at the school and they fall in love because they're like extremely woke and pc and yeah. and she's yeah. competing in like uh i guess like a strong woman event like mm -hmm. a strong man but yeah. and uh you know she's like they're like what do you think about um you know this trans woman athlete who will be competing and she's been winning every year but she's really pc and she's like, oh, it's going to be great. Like, you know, I just encourage all trans people to do what they want to do. And especially in sports and the sport I love and all that stuff. And they're like, well, here she is. <laughs> and literally it's Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> and he just dominates. And, and she's just like comes in second place. And he's like rubbing it in. And... Um, <laughs> But she refuses to be like, you know, to admit like right. there's something off here a little yeah. bit. Like this yeah. isn't fair, even though she's like visibly upset by it and like just won't allow herself to say it. Right, you know, right, and it's right. just highlighting the hypocrisy of how people are feeling with it. Obviously an extreme example, but it is so hilarious. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's just South Park really getting to the bottom of things it really is that's I a lot i love when they do that but <laughs> yeah again we you know we're all for trans rights in every way but there's yes. certain things that just within the scope don't of realism. check out that's yeah it. yeah exactly. that's all it is certain things that don't check out because you don't see what you do not see is uh women who become a trans man then saying, oh, I can't wait to compete against men in football or now I can play in the NFL or I can play, you know, I can let's let's go to MMA now. Like you will never see that <laughs> unless it's like poker or like which is not even a gender game. No, that's you true. know, like chess, I mean, poker, I think, you know, I think stuff you like that. You'll see it. I think you'll see it, but you there will there'll be no controversy because yeah, because they'll come in last exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody thinks about like like oh, in one situation there's a huge controversy because per people are coming in first with like barely even trying, they're coming in first, and in the other situation they're coming in last or maybe in the middle of the pack or they're not winning essentially, and it's like. How is nobody thinking about this? Like, huh, maybe the hormone therapy idea isn't the only thing that's a factor when it comes to the differences between men and women. And one year after, like you said, 25 years or whatever, that a person mm -hmm. is something. I know that it's like technically according to the trans people, it's like offensive to call someone like a man for 25 years or whatever. It's supposed to be like, mis I think, misidentified as whatever, like... You, you get my point. It, but it's kind of yeah. hard to talk about this stuff without like. I know. Sounding like insensitive, but it's Absolutely. just based on science. 
Yeah, of course. This aspect, this one aspect, you know. Exactly. But yeah. but imagine you're imagine you're in the bathroom, you know, you're washing your hands, and then somebody like taps you on the shoulder, shoves you up against the stall. Give me give me your lunch money. <laughs> it's Elliot Page. <laughs> Oh, Elliot Page. I forgot about him. Jamming you up against a wall. <laughs> asking, or not asking, really telling, telling you yeah. that you need to fork up the lunch money for a milk. Uh, <laughs> drinks, he drinks whole milk now. What would you do in that scenario? All right, Kyle. I'll tell you what I would do. Because he's a man. That's true. That's true. He's in the mail room, mail that's, bathroom. That's a good point. Uh, Elliot, you up. Elliot Page is also like five three. Hey, <laughs> so, well, so I'd be towering. He's a man now. That's true. So I, I'd probably. So would you treat her? Excuse me. God damn it, Kyle. <laughs> would you treat him? Pardon me. As you would another man who tried to steal your lunch money would you yeah. defend yourself <laughs> <laughs> would i defend myself well unfortunately i'm not a huge uh my first line of defense is not socking someone so I would, i'd probably try to negotiate the situation but if but he's if, got he's got your scruff of the neck <laughs> Oh no! Can't reach I'm talking the scruff jam, of my neck. <laughs> like maybe, but, but maybe you're a... shoved up. You're caught off guard. You're shoved yeah. up against the yeah. stall. You're looking around. Then you look down <laughs> <laughs> and notice. And he and he's got you like this, pinned against the oh, stall. Oh yeah! Wow! Like okay. right at your mm. chest. Wow! Damn, that's tough. So and then pulls out a little switch. Nah, doesn't need a switchblade. Doesn't yet. need a switchblade yet. Wow. No, no, no. Just, For, just sheer force alone, jamming you up. <laughs> sheer force. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I'm completely honest with you, I'd probably laugh a little bit because yeah. I mean I'm, I'm being dead honest. Like I, I would probably laugh a little bit because I'd be like, you. You don't know. Is this a joke? <laughs> you don't. Yeah. I, I'd probably try to negotiate. I mean, first I would laugh. Then I would try to play it off as a joke. And then if they... And then and then he's like, I'm dead he, serious. Yeah. If, if he's dead serious, then I'd, I'd be like, all right, well, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's dance. <laughs> yeah. Let's dance. Um, you want to see what being a guy is all about? Let's dance. <laughs> Although I did see a picture of him uh, recently, he's ripped, like really, like washboard abs, and like looks great. Wow. Yeah. All right. Looks like a so like now a you swimsuit. Really, you still swimsuit, think you can swimsuit model? You still think you're taking him with washboard abs? I think I'll be all right. All right. <laughs> what would you do in that situation, Mister Hadley? <laughs> I mean, there's only one thing to do. Hand over the money. <laughs> no, I think, you know. I don't know, you know. <laughs> you might have to throw hands. Might have to do, a, do an elbow to the dome. Yeah. But...
That'll never happen. No. Just a fun, little fun activity. <laughs> a little fun, little fun practice activity. So this is the, this is the kind of stuff too, like we had a conversation. I mean, we've had at least one conversation about differences between men and women. And mm -hmm. we talked about like how many women, and maybe this is just socialization. Although frankly, it's not like I want to get violent ever. It's not like I'm thinking like, Oh yeah. I can't wait to get violent. Um, but how many women do you think like create scenarios in their head? Like where they would, they would have like a fight with someone like a physical confrontation. Cause I feel like men ha think about this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not saying like on a regular basis, but like it is something that is one of our conversations just in general. I think that's because of de facto, because of our physicality, just the way that we are. <laughs> uh, can you word that? I was I was actually looking at Elliot Page. <laughs> you weren't um, expecting it to end right there. Um, no, it wasn't. I was just saying, like the 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 differences in mindset between men and women. Like men, I, I feel like men have so many more conversations about violence. Like if it's mm -hmm. hypotheticals or like the, the stuff that we've talked about, like where you have this like energy that's like pulsing through you and you, you just like think of these like horrific scenarios in your head uh, and like what you would do in those situations and stuff like that. I wonder if 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 women experience that, first of all, and if it's really, truly only because of socialization or if it truly is like there is an aspect that's related to our biology, you know, the differences between us. Mm hmm. So, did you find the picture of Elliot Page? I did. Yeah, the recent one with uh, with his shirt off and just like showing the washboard yeah. abs. Yeah, looked yeah. pretty impressive, right? I know. That's shocking. Yeah. Um. See what uh, fifteen times testosterone will do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that is. Uh, that's juicing, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's literally. What that'll do. That literally. is juicing. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> but I think it's more, you know, I think it's more biological. I mean, obviously women fight and women yes. get into arguments and get into scraps with other people and have can have tendency to violence. But I, you know, you just look at the statistics, you know, certainly in America, um, and probably it's true all over the world, but I, I would imagine most of the violent crimes are committed by men. Yeah, I would imagine. By an overwhelming majority. So I don't know. I think there's an innate desire for man to inflict physical pain on another man. Right. But we, but we now have evolved enough. Our brains have evolved enough to, you know, give us a filter to say, okay, well, <laughs> just because this guy like maybe cut me off in traffic or <laughs> did this thing does not mean that I have, that he is my enemy right? and I need to kill him or like right, he's going yeah. to like <laughs> threaten my livelihood yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, it's, you know, that's, that's just how humans evolved over millions of years is, the struggle to survive and 
if you're the more physically dominant uh, species or gender, then you're going to express that dominance uh, in a violent way. And it's also, it's, it's also the type of violence. Like it's not, it's not slapping. It's not pulling on the hair. It's like, I'm going to crush your bones mm-hmm. like that. Le- it, it, there's a different type of violence as well. It's just, that's, it's that's just what I'm wailing. Kind of, yeah. It's wailing on a guy. Yeah. Just over and over. I'm trying to like disfigure <laughs> the person's face, you know? Yeah. And with women, I'm not, and of course, like I, I'm excluding like MMA fighters, like trained fighters, of course, like, those women are trying to disfigure a person's face. Like, they're oh, yeah. absolute, like, and badasses. They do. But, yeah, and they do. Um, I'm saying just, like, on a base level, like, how men fight compared to how women fight. It, women, it's like, I'm just trying to win, and it's kind of like a, an ego thing, which, of course, it massively is for men as well. Absolutely. It's a huge yeah. ego thing. But with it's not just an ego thing. It's also, like, I could, like, you're trying to actually hurt this person and right. potentially break bones in their body. It's not like a surface like, oh, I'm going to get a bruise or or I'm going to get scratched or something like that. It's like actually... And often, the men- yeah, the mentality is like, I'm going in here and, you know, maybe I might die, but if I die, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know if the, if the women have that same attitude about it. And that's what I'm trying about to get it, right. But maybe, maybe in that level, maybe... Um, because maybe that's a part of the training in a way, but does it come natural to that? I don't know. Right. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, is there really like a, 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 is it just societal or is it biological? I feel like, I feel like there's an element of biology involved. Like if you look at like young boys, like wrestling or whatever, it, it seems so much more physical then and maybe it's already societal i don't know i don't know the answer to that but like i do think that there is a distinction in the type of violence how it manifests itself so i I just thought i'd I'd posit it um we've discussed a lot of extremely controversial things in this podcast (laughs) we are sorry (laughs) we'd like to preemptively apologize yep we don't remember what we said. No. <laughs> I was hypnotized before this. Me too. I did, I did Wim too. Hof breathing before this. <laughs> I just like to say that, yes, I was also hypnotized. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have been doing Wim Hof technique. Oh, really? Yeah. And? And it's great. It's like I've only been doing it for, you know, maybe a little over a week now trying to do it every day and uh just the feeling you have during it and especially after is like just a brief moment of like almost like euphoria like your hands are tingling and like you can it feels like you can feel at least in my forearms i feel like i can feel the blood pumping through my veins in a way Hmm. and you just feel slightly euphoric, very calm, and there's like nothing on your mind for like a minute or two. But you're just like, you're just zoned in to basically nothingness for a little bit. And it just, I don't know, I think it, I feel like it helps a little bit with anxiety and stress and just calming you down 
uh, a little bit, but there's definitely something to it. Hmm. Definitely something to it. I don't know what is going on physiologically in your body, but you know, if, if you look at the stuff that he's done and he's obviously practiced this technique his whole life basically and developed it, but you know, being able to be submerged in ice for like two hours and have his blood and heart rate and blood pressure, all that monitored his breathing levels. And it's basically of a normal person and, you know, hiking Everest and swimming under ice and all this kind of stuff, you know, all can be linked back to this sort of like meditative state that he can kind of get himself into much faster and then longer than most people can. But it all basically derives from this technique and, uh, it's just breathing. I mean, there's no like woo woo stuff about it. It's just a certain breathing technique that, you know, you can do it as long, you can do as many rounds as you want. I've only, my highest is like five rounds, but then like, I'm like, am I about to pass out? Really? How, how long, yeah. how long are the rounds? So it's like you can, he's got an app where you can do it on, but there's also um, plenty of YouTube videos where he's in it and he's like, doing a guided thing but it's a very easy thing to to do on your own as well and basically what i've been doing and i'm guessing you can up it but you breathe in uh and out 30 times like like that that quickly Mm -hmm. like pretty quick back to back and you're doing full inhales and like almost full exhales but not really that much and once you get to 30 or 35, you do, you then do like, like a final, uh, exhale. And then you just hold your breath for like a minute to start. And then you do the big inhale, hold that for 15 seconds, exhale, and then you go into another round wow, okay. and then eat after each round, you're supposed to like hold your breath little bit longer each time and like the longest i've been able to do it is like two minutes and 15 seconds and like you don't even realize it at, at a certain point but you're you're like you're already at two minutes and you're like oh, i haven't even needed to take a breath yet and then when you take a breath and then hold the breath and he's like you gotta squeeze your body and like <laughs> then you blow it out it's like i don't know it just it's just a good feeling. I don't know. It's, he's, he calls it getting high on your own supply. It's great. <laughs> I might try that. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's worth a try. Like he's, there's a video on YouTube that I'll send you. Okay. It's like an yeah. 11 minute thing. And it's just him guiding it. And you can just use that one every day or whenever you want to do it. And, uh, yeah, I've been looking at his videos and the dude is absolutely hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen any nope. interviews with him, but the dude nope. is absolutely like high on life all the time. Like this crazy little Dutch man. And, uh, he's great. He does. He's done. I think he's been on Joe Rogan before, but I know he's definitely done a recent interview with Jordan Peterson and, hmm. uh, they do the technique together on there. He gets them to do it. And uh, Russell Brand, he's been on because, of course, Russell Brand now is like a 
ultra spiritual <laughs> guru guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, worth a try. I'll send you that link. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. I'm definitely interested. I, yeah. I don't know like anything about it, but I mean, it seems like seems like something that would be right up my alley just to give it a yeah. shot. It's simple. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Okay. Well, sir, shall we uh, shall we call it a day? After we so. we ended it on a positive <laughs> note, aside from our Xenoph yeah. uh, or what's <laughs> that's the next one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the next one uh, on our transphobic um, ideals. Yeah. Uh, Whoopsies. Please just have a conversation with us. <laughs> That's that's all I really ask. That's genuinely all yeah, I really ask. We're not even trying to be controversial here. It's just no. We're just trying to look at science. Look at what the data shows. The data. <laughs> <laughs> what the research shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, till next time, folks. Thanks for stopping by. See ya. <laughs>